It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right. Can you believe it, Brady Beaton? We have played nine weeks of high school football. The regular season is over. They'll be selecting on Sunday night for the playoff matchups, and it just seems like this year. I know it goes fast when you get into it. It just seems like we played nine weeks in about five. And I thought you were going to say that you have no idea what's going on. I still Because, don't. like, seriously, you start to feel like you get an idea for what everyone is in week five, week six, and then maybe some teams have a backloaded schedule, so you have to kick the can down the road. Listen, I know the BWAC's pretty damn good. Um but there are a couple of results tonight that shocked me. Yes, we'll talk about that in good and bad ways, too. Yes. Because there were surprises that went for us and against us. Uh, Dennis, somehow you survived this week of picks. Like, as the scores were rolling, and I'm like, man, I've lost like seven games. And then when I added it up, I'm six and three. So it's not that bad. But no, I'll feel better if I get a win tomorrow. Right. And. Well, if I'm doubting your team, something's probably going right because there were a <laughs> lot of teams that I picked against. I think I the the one I got one negative pick correct, and trust me, I'm hearing about it, and I I I will gladly eat crow if it means our area teams do well. But there were some I was way off on, and there's just a lot to talk about, Dennis. Uh, I'm glad we had some local rivalries. Uh, we had a game go into. Four overtimes tonight. Yeah, that's that's a lot of fun. And a big actually. rivalry game, yes. too. A um, big game and a, and for a, one and a, team. A record may have been set in that game. A state record. We'll have to look. Uh, Port Huron has a trophy that they haven't had in damn near 20 years. Uh, there's just a lot to get to get into. Anything else in this intro? No, other than uh, let's, uh, let's do these commercials and let's get uh, right to, to it. Our Week 9 reactions start next. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. 
Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You are back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. We had a, a couple of uh, nice rivalry games to start things off with uh, in the uh, Macomb Area Conference. Uh, we'll go to East China Stadium first where, uh, Brady, you saw the uh, Northern St. Clair uh, game. So uh, tell us about this. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the highlights pretty quickly because there's, well, not a lot of them. It was a 13 nothing game. And, Dennis, I think very similar to your game last week, Northern left some points out there, but I don't want to take away anything from St. Clair. They played hard to the bitter end. Uh, Dylan Bloink saw action, so it's good to see him back out there. Uh, you always want to be able to play your final game. Oh, geez, excuse me. But we'll get to it in a minute. We only have about 30 seconds of highlights <laughs> and only about a minute interview with Larry Rollins. So here's the, the, the short highlights. Bloink works out of the gun, prone behind him, twins to his left. Bloink calls to the snap, turns right, gives it prone, looking for a hole, slips to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, to the end zone. Touchdown, Hayden Prone. Touchdown board here on Northern. The Huskies strike first. On the left, Tash Fletcher sends the troops to the line. Moore, the fullback to his left, prone the man behind him. Moore moves from the left to the right. Snap, handoff, no, play action. Sidearm sling to the right side to Moore at the 5 and into the end zone. Daniel Moore gets the touchdown, puts the Huskies up two scores. 
And that was it. Uh, St. Clair had some really nice stops. Uh, in the first half, Northern got inside the Saints 33 different times beside, after the touchdown. A stop on fourth down, a stop on fourth down, and a fumble where it looked like Hayden Prone was going to run into the end zone and just an effort play to pop the ball out of it, about the five-yard line. So St. Clair didn't give up, but Northern, again, was able to do what they did defensively. They they played really well. I think St. Clair ran two plays in Northern Territory. So between that, their punting game, they did really well. And, well, there's always room to improve. And, you know, Larry Rollins will always tell you that. But this is what he had to say after their win. Here with Northern head coach Larry Rollins. Coach, it may not have been the prettiest win, but your defense sure looked pretty. A 13-0 win over St. Clair. You finished the season 8-1. Again, maybe left a few points on the board, but overall have to be happy with a shutout win. Yeah, defense played well tonight. Um, credit to our guys on that side of the ball. You know, off, offensively up front, I thought our guys did a great job. We just we just got to finish. That's the biggest thing. We had multiple times. We left a lot of points on the board tonight, uh, and we got to be able to compete. We got to finish and got to respond to get ready for next week. I mean, you know St. Clair's going to play tough. I thought they did and give them some credit. They made some plays. But, yeah, I thought between both having Dylan back and, and, and Fletch – coming in but how was Dylan I mean he was out there well, about three four series was he feeling good when he came off the sideline yeah he did he, he felt great he looked great he was begging the entire time <laughs> for me to put him back in there and uh but we just stuck to our game plan it was just a couple series to get his feet wet to get ready for next week uh he did a great job for us let us down uh threw the ball well again uh, and then Ty did a good job finishing off the game and I guess now you all, all that's waiting is to see uh, who you get matched up with on Sunday yeah, yeah. We'll have our party on Sunday with all the kids at the school, and uh, it's exciting. I'm, ha- I'm proud of our kids, and I'm happy for them. Congrats, Coach. Thank you. And Larry did have a lot to be pleased about with his defense. I mean, you get another shutout. Still, the most points they've given up in a game is 16. Their loss, they gave up 14. Uh, it was good. Like I said, it was good to see Dylan blank out. Before we talk about more about Northern, because, again, there's a lot to like going into the postseason, I do want to say this about St. Clair. It talked about in the Hazel Park game, but it's the sign of a, a program with a good culture when your kids are playing hard in a game that ultimately doesn't mean a whole lot and conference play meant nothing. You had a very, very long shot to make the playoffs, and they they battled their asses off, and they very easily could have rolled over, died, lost this game 35 nothing, and I don't think anyone would have looked at it sideways. Yeah, well, they've played hard all season long. Really, if you look at their defense, they had like one bad game, forty-two nothing against Lampier. Year, uh, even in the Marine City game, I, I think uh, there were as a defensive score against. Yeah, they them. gave up four touchdowns. Yeah, so I, I mean, th- that side of the ball has played tough all year. It's been a struggle for for the offense. Basically, the only games where they scored many points uh, was last week when they won uh, with 41 points against uh, Hazel Park. And, like, in week two, they scored 28 against right. Lincoln. And I, I think the only other time they had more than one touchdown in a game was an overtime win over Clintondale. So it was really a struggle on that side of the ball. But also, they're really young on that side of the ball. And they're kind of young everywhere. And I think there's, there's some potential uh, with, with the offense for this team. But um, – yeah, you know, there was never a question about St. Clair's defense, and there's never a question about St. Clair's effort. Um, that's the one thing when you go and watch them practice and, and prepare each week, 
Coach Bishop is big on not just physical toughness, Brady, mental toughness. He thinks that's a big deal, and I think his team shows as much mental toughness as any team in the area. And maybe I hope this is the case, and maybe it's wishful thinking, but this reminds me a little bit of what happened uh, in 2020. You know, a team that they didn't really figure out how to win. They didn't just get completely run over. They were a little hurt in 2020, but they were young, and a lot of that same group came back, and even if you take away the Roseville forfeit, they still went 6-3 and three and played for a district championship. I have a feeling this is a team that could come back next year, and maybe we're talking about them as one of the most improved teams. Cooper Pennywell had a really nice game. The St. Clair offensive line, all things considered, I think uh, St. Clair threw it about 20 times, and, and Peyton Ellis was only sacked twice, and one was at the end of the half. So you contain the northern pass rush, and you just fought hard. And again, effort plays from young guys, and it's just the sign of a program on the right track. Now, Northern is a program that is there and is trying to take that next step. It was 13-0, but it never really felt like St. Clair was that dangerous. Like I said, I think they had two plays in Northern territory. Northern's defense was smothering. They'd get the stops when they needed to, and I just it didn't feel like 13-0. They did leave some points out there. And I said it was kind of a quintessential Northern game, a game where the score isn't as close as it felt. I think it was very much like the East Point game. And let's be honest, Dennis, they're high school kids. I bet you a few of them were thinking who, who's going to show up on Fox or Bally Sports on Sunday evening. Well, the, there's that and, and there's this too because the last three weeks, like for six weeks, Northern's biggest I- improvement was they were capitalizing this year and the offense was getting a lot of points. Then in the last three weeks, they've left a lot of points on the field and it's been more like the Northern teams in the last couple of years. And what but happened I, four weeks ago? But, but again, Dylan Bloink hasn't been playing except for a Bingo. couple of series uh, tonight and that's not to take anything away because I think Ty Fletcher's going to be really good. I he, he, yes, he looks the part. He has a little... You have to season him a little bit, but he has the tools, and I'm not worried if I'm a Northern fan of how you're going to replace Dylan. I'm glad he's back for the playoff run, but you got a guy waiting in the wings. Yeah, and and getting these three games in this year is going to be big for him to start next year. So I'm like not going to sit there and go, "Oh, Northern's regressing." Northern's not regressing. They just their starting quarterback was out for the last three weeks, so. They and he's was having his best season as a as a husky. So uh, I'm going to cut them some slack on that. They're still winning football games. Their defense is fantastic, which makes them dangerous to play against in the in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So now, the, yeah, the next thing is let's see what the draw does and what their district looks like, and uh, at what point. Either they or the Big Reds, because we figure at some point they're going to see each other again. Right. At what point do they get that De La Salle or that Roseville team that's the big monkey that they've got to get off their back? And eight and a half points per game is what Northern finished the regular season at. Yeah. That's dumb. Their defense is seriously legit. 
like like I said, here through, through nine weeks, 12, 6, 6, 8, 7, 16, 14, 8, 0. This is actually their first shutout, but if they kept the ones in the entire time, yeah, that's they the probably thing. have three or four. They would have had back-to-back shutout. East Point scored with seven seconds left in the game in week uh, eight, and it's because they don't care about the shutout. They care about, you know, that was an opportunity to get – Guys are going to be playing next year. Right. A chance to get on the field this year. So Northern is everything you want to see in a postseason team. They they are strong defensively. They're getting healthy at the right time. And again, this Northern defense is good without Luke Fletcher. Now that he's back, he was causing havoc. And I, this is a good Northern team. I hope they get uh, a nice draw. With Lance Cruz winning, that means that they will – in all likelihood, it'll be PH Northern, Lance Cruz, and question mark. If it's Lakeview, we might get Friday, Saturday at Memorial Stadium. If it's Roseville, we might not. It's just up in the air. But congrats to Northern, eight and one season. Uh, they haven't been eight and one since 2019 when they're when they uh, lost the Port Huron actually in the rematch. So we're, we're staring dead in the face of a second crosstown showdown. And Port Huron did nothing but impress tonight. Yeah, they handled Marysville. 28 to nothing was the uh, final score in this one. And actually, the Big Reds probably could have had a couple more touchdowns. And the Vikings didn't really threaten. This is probably the best defensive effort by the Big Reds all year. It's their first shutout in a while. But let's get to the highlights uh, first in this one. Trying to cash in on the game's first mistake. Troy the back. It looks like he's going to line up behind Oriole, who's going to go under center this time. Ashford wide left. Oriole rolling out to the right. Going to run with it. And he's into the end zone for a big red touchdown. Nate Oriole on the bootleg scores. And the Big Reds are able to capitalize. They punch it in on the short drive and take a 6-0 lead with 1.57 to go here in the first quarter. This time they'll go Rosenau and Ashford to the right. Ashford in the slot. Golding to the left. Another handoff to Troy. There is an opening now for him. 30. Bounces outside. 25. Gavin to the 20. 15. 10. 5. Forget it. Gavin Troy into the end zone for a big red touchdown. 34 yards for Troy, and a big red score to give them a 12-0 lead in this one. Two receivers, Owen Palmer into the game as they give uh, Troy a breather. Oriole looking to throw, firing for Rosenau. Got it, touchdown, Big Reds, 28 yards. Makes the grab in good coverage. They're going to throw a flag here for a celebration foul, it looks like. But the Big Reds go up 20 to nothing. Again, it's uh, Ashford split out wide to the right with Troy the only setback. On second and goal from the three, Gavin Troy gets the carry, and he'll knife his way into the end zone for a Big Red touchdown. A three-yard run for Gavin Troy, his second touchdown here in the third quarter. And the Big Reds are starting to really pull away. It's 27-0 Port here in high. 28 nothing would be your final score, and afterwards I caught up with Big Red coach Dan Perkins. With Coach Perkins, congratulations. 28 nothing win for the uh, Big Reds, uh, and really, uh, I thought the score could have been worse. 
Yeah, well, we missed a field goal down here and uh, missed a wide-open guy in Anzo. So, yeah, it could have maybe been. But uh, Marysville played tough. That's a tough football team. And, uh, you know, we took advantage of some turnovers and uh, really helped. And our guys were ready to play tonight. So we got after it. Now, you've been saying Gavin Troy's good. Gavin Troy's good. Two more touchdowns tonight for uh, Gavin Troy. Some good plays on defense, too. He had a sack near uh, halftime that was big uh, and a couple of TFLs. Yeah, I don't look away uh, when he's on the field because he's going to make something happen running the ball or going to make defensive plays. I tell you, I haven't seen a tougher kid, uh, really, uh, that we've played, uh, and he just makes us run real, really, really solid. So. You know, I want to I want to get a shout out for a couple of the guys when you needed to give Gavin a, a blow tonight. Palmer uh, came in, Young came in, Foy came in. Uh, somebody else had a had a big run too. Like they all contributed. Yeah, they did. Well, and you know, some of those guys you mentioned are sophomore players that had been with us uh, either all season or for the last three four weeks. And uh, you know, we pulled them up and they're performing, and and uh, it really helps us out. Um, helps the older guys out, and they, they they have been performing all year so far. So it's been great. All right, congratulations on a nice win tonight. Yeah, we got that trophy back. We needed that. It was great. First time ever they have shut out uh, Marysville. Now I, I think, think this Perk is, was happy. Uh, Perk Perk was pretty happy. This is only the twenty fourth time they've played. Uh, but they basically played the twenty three before in consecutive years. Yeah. Um, for the most part, yeah. Uh, so, the, and it was their first shutout this season. Their first shutout since uh, 2019. Yeah, October uh, 2019. They, they beat Cousino 51 to nothing in a game back on October 24th, 2019. But um, a lot of things going on here. But basically, this was a 6 nothing football game at halftime, and Marysville was going to get the ball first. And I don't think it was a planned onside kick. They just kicked the ball at the right guy, and it took a bad bounce, and the Big Reds recovered it and score on the next play. And then on the ensuing kickoff, it's fumbled, and two plays later, they score. So all of a sudden, in 54 seconds, it went from being a 6 nothing game in Marysville with a, a chance on the first possession to maybe swing the momentum of the game to all of a sudden it's 21 to nothing. And it's game's over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a game that I thought was going to be high scoring. Uh, we know Port here on high has the offensive capability. I don't think that's ever been in question. But defensively, you know, I was worried about how they'd handle the T. Not only did they handle it, they shut it down. Uh, they, they, they basically, like you said, they scored 28, probably could have scored 35 or 42. It's just a really, really nice win going into the postseason for Port here on high. And maybe Gavin Troy's a kid we haven't given quite enough love to because not only does he play running back, he plays linebacker, and he might be a better linebacker than he is running back. And he doesn't really come off the field that much because he plays special teams too. They have him back there returning well, kicks. PH doesn't have a lot of depth. I know they're a D2 team, but they have, what, 30 kids on their roster? And they've had a lot of injuries and a lot of sickness. So even, uh, you know, guys. The one day I went to their practice, I think they had 17 kids dressed. Yeah. Uh, and they're 7-2. and two. And they're doing all this without Amari Holler now for more than a couple of weeks. And they haven't missed a beat. Nate Oriole's a damn good quarterback. He did a uh, real good uh, job uh, tonight. I had him 
10 out of 15 for 138 yards. So uh, he he's, you know, he's really solid. And that's the thing. Marysville didn't really threaten with a passing game tonight, and they didn't really try. They put the ball up three times. One of them was intercepted at the goal line because they, they got down inside the, the 10, but Sakuchi got hurt. And so they had to run two plays near the goal line without him in there. They tried to throw the ball. First one was an incompletion. The second one was uh, intercepted. But they really didn't try to throw the ball. And so Marysville kind of sold out on the run. And Port Huron. Or Port Huron kind of sold out on, on the run for Marysville. And uh, I had the Vikings unofficially for 84 yards of offense tonight. And how much did Sakuchi have? Sakuchi had 86 rushing. There you go. So the rest of the team was minus two there. They had a bad snap that cost them 20 yards. They also had a pitch that missed and and was a 12-yard loss. Okay, so he had 86 of a buck 10. Yeah. That's still an impressive performance for Port here on high, and they're playing good football going into the postseason. Hey, if I'm Lance Cruz, I don't want to draw PH. If I'm Lakeview, I don't want to draw PH. They're playing well, and hey, they just beat teams. They're like, seriously, outside of the Northern game, which for the past half decade we've documented is always a one score game, whether both teams are good or not. And every other game after the Catholic Central game has been an ass whooping. Yeah, no, the when they when they won this year. It hasn't been there. Haven't been any nail biters. They 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 had their chances in the northern game. Northern Northern ended up uh, being the team that got more breaks and took advantage more. But and again, I throw out week one. PH was terrible in week one, and Grand Rapids Catholic Central are a bunch of robots that were at that point invincible. Uh, I know they've lost since, but after they won like forty in a row. Uh, yeah, they only finished the year eight and one. Yeah, so I, I I really don't put any stock into that week one game at all. And in the eight weeks since uh, the Big Reds have had uh, seven what seven blowouts and one game that they lost by a touchdown. Let's see. Since beating Catholic Central, they won by 21, 20, 36, 21, 15. And then last week, uh, geez, that's tough math, uh, 33, and then now 28 this week. Yeah. And and most of their games have been on the road this year. I think they've only been at the stadium, what, three? The, tonight might have been the fourth time they've been at the stadium Yeah, because they gave up a home game going to the big house. Yep. So nothing more to ask for for PH. We'll see where they end up Sunday. Marysville should be in, but you'd like to go in on a better note. You're pr- Well... I don't know what's going to happen in D4. You might get Croslex. You might get North Branch. You might get Lamphere. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know. So we'll find out Sunday. But I would have liked to see a better performance. Again, I thought Marysville was going to win. And it wasn't just a homer pick. I actually thought Marysville had a legit shot. But PH just kind of boat raced them. Yeah. uh, And again, even when it was close, even when it was six to nothing, I mean, you felt like, well, if Marysville gets it together, but, but Marysville just couldn't sustain any drives. Even the drives that started out well, they'd get a couple of first downs. It would eventually kind of stall out. Um, and, uh, again, the third quarter tonight, 22 points for PH. Those two quick touchdowns to start the second half kind of put the game 
out of reach. It kind of put the score at what the game felt like. Yeah, yeah. And how about PH's last three or four regular seasons? Eight and well, they went at eight wins in nineteen. I think they, they were six and three in the regular season. They went six and zero oh in the COVID year. They were six and three last year, and they are seven and two this year. That's a really nice stretch for Port here on high. Yeah, the, hey, they're a good program, and uh, it, it it started with your uncle. It started uh, with Kindle. Yeah, but he, the, he, they the, his last year or two was pretty good, and it he. He didn't go into a bare cupboard. No, but but they they kind of they made the playoffs a couple of times, and there were a couple of years where they missed, and then they kind of got it going again, um, and it it's just kept going here under Coach uh, Perkins. They they do some sometimes I think they're their own worst enemy, you know, because we always know that they're talented. Yeah, but when they put it together and they they do it right, man, they're fun to watch. And they always have dudes. What do we say? They said. always have dudes. Like multiple. Like there's never been. Even when Mark Chapman was there, he was surrounded by dudes. After him, he there were multiple dudes. So nice win for PH. Excited to see where they end up in the playoffs. They're not a team I want to play. This is a game, Dennis. You have to tell me how I should feel. <laughs> Duran 48, Marine City 28. And Marine City was never really in this game. However, Zach Tetler did not play. That doesn't make up for three touchdowns, but it makes a difference. And looking at the stats, it looked like Lincoln Osterland played quarterback and Jeff Heslop was a running back tonight, which at least made me a little curious. We'll get into the stats in a second, but what should I make of this game? I don't know. Marine City was maybe experimenting a little bit. I mean, how much would have changed if they win this game? They're probably going to be a one seed? Probably. And how about this line for a freshman going into an undefeated team? 18 of 28 for 196. He threw one interception, and it was a pick six. But that's still a pretty good line, if we're being honest. Like... Is there much more you can ask for a freshman besides don't throw a pick six? Yeah, and clearly Heslop is healthy because, what, 14 carries? 14 carries, 73 total yards, two touchdowns. Paul Muscat had seven carries for 35 and two touchdowns as well. So they found ways to to score, and they, they're experimenting a bit. I don't know. Like, obviously you never want to lose by 20. And especially the week before the playoffs. And with as crazy as D5 is, I don't know what's going to happen. But I I don't know. Like, maybe I don't want to put a lot of stock into this because I want to believe Marine City can do what they did last year. Maybe I'm just closing my eyes and it's like, see no evil, so it's not going on. But I don't know. Because, like, you were with Crosslex and Belly Groppy. That's how I feel right now with Marine City and Zach Tetler. Yeah, but again, if if alarm bells are going off for me, and I know Durand is good, and I know they score a lot of points, but 48 points seems like a lot to give up in Week 9 for a Mariner defense that seemed like it was getting better and better and better and better. Yeah, yeah, that that, that is the concerning point, but Tetler does play defense. I mean, you look at what Durand had done. Only 23 points against New Lothrop last night. Like, in their big games, they were scoring – 
in the 20s. They weren't scoring 48. So, yeah, and even if you take away a pick six, okay, they still eclipsed 40 points. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to depend on the draw for Marine City, but I just, I guess I would have liked a little more competitive because I think it was 28-7 at one point. But again, I am going to say Durant's now 9-0. and Yes. So we know they're not a bad football team. No, I mean, Marine City could have taken a game against Hazel Park, won 55-6, and we would have went, oh, Marine City's Marine City. Yeah. I, I, I like challenging yourself here. And, again, it was a game that there there really wasn't that much that you gain by winning. I mean, you want to win, obviously. Well, if you win, we're lo- talking losing, about saying, Losing it doesn't kill you. We're saying look out for Marine City. I mean, th- this is when you know you're good. When you go 7-2 and two and people are going, Ooh. Yeah, and your two losses are a combined 16-2. <laughs> and two. Yeah. So, I mean... Again, we talk I'm about- not that worried about Marine City. I wish they could get Zach Tetler back into the lineup uh, and uh, playing. I don't know when that's going to happen. I hope sooner rather than later. Yeah, but I mean, without their quote-unquote star player, they've still, they win more than they lose by a lot. And they find ways to stay in games. Yeah. So... And hey, and plus two again. It sounds like they were experimenting a little bit this week. Yeah, and maybe this is just a one week thing because again, what eighteen to twenty four for almost two hundred? That for for Marine City? Are you kidding me? Yeah, and, and you know they, they got to get him some. It's kind of like with Northern with Fletcher. What they're doing now is going to help them later down the road. Exactly. So. Uh, again, I wish it was a better result for Marine City. This was the one time, the one game I picked against an area team, and I wish I was wrong, but I I wasn't. So I wish you were wrong too, because I took Marine City. I know, <laughs> but hey, w- w- we'll find out where they're matched up with, whether they go south, whether they're matched up with a BWAC team in, in the postseason. But yeah, a disappointing end of the regular season for Marine City. You want to finish with the other two max scores? Yeah, the, the other scores? the other two max scores. Stony Creek edges Anchor Bay twenty-one to uh, twenty. Tars competitive uh, again. I don't know if they're making the playoffs or not, but that's a really good team. Uh, and uh, Gross Point Liggett got uh, better, beating New Haven forty-seven to uh, six. Liggett had kind of been stumping around the second half of the uh, ever since that Mooney game. They only lost at eight nothing, but Mooney beat them up physically. Uh, and uh, Liggett had kind of been struggling, but uh, no problems tonight against New Haven. All right, uh, we'll check out the uh, BWAC uh, when we come back in uh, just a moment, but uh, just a uh, uh, there are a, a couple of uh, scores that uh, I wasn't looking for, one that I'm pleased about and one that disappoints me quite a bit. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a moment. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. 
and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Matched King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
You're back. All right. We've been, you know, kind of down on the pioneers the last few weeks, and we're catching nope, a little they heat still, from some people. They, they still suck because they need the <laughs> hatred to fuel them. Pioneers are terrible. Yeah. Flukes. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know what else I can say. Croslex 41, Freeland 34. And it wasn't That's that, a pretty big And win. it was 41-28, I think, late in the game. They were up 28-14 at one point, and... That's a huge win because, like we said, they get this win. Forget about North Branch, which we'll talk about them in a sec. How scary do they look right now? And forget about the Almont game because this is a game that gets your mojo back. Maybe it was the Taddy Magic. (laughs) He did give a good uh, pregame speech on our last podcast. Yes, he did. So here's some stats for you with uh, Cross-Lex beating Freeland. Gavin Espinoza, 20 for 33, 372, and five touchdowns. Yikes. And no interceptions, too. That's the big one. Yep. Trevor Soule, this is almost a Randy Moss-esque stat line. Five catches, 177, and three touchdowns. That's like playing against little kids. Yeah. Like, you don't do that in high school football. Uh, Drew Hosterman. Three catches, 81 yards, a touchdown. Nolan Moore, three catches, 24 yards, and a touchdown. Belly Grappi, 27 carries, 174, and a touchdown. Add three catches and 44 yards in as well for over 200 yards of total offense. Yeah, again, I'm sorry. He makes a big difference, folks. Having him back is a big deal. You want some defensive stats, too? Braylon Day, 14 tackles. Joey Scaramazzino, 9 tackles. Gavin Espinoza added 6 tackles to that line with 2 TFLs. And Nick Monzo had 9 tackles. And a TFL, Landon Butler, 7 tackles as well. So and the they t- need guys to step so up. So what they need to do is the defense doesn't need to be this elite. I mean, if they turn into the defense they were the first three weeks, I know they have some guys banged up, then they're just stupid. But if their defense can make enough stops and their offense scores at this pace and this is a Freeland team Dennis that had been pretty damn good uh, throughout their, the season here's what Freeland had given up uh, 6 21 0 21, 21 to Frankenmuth in their only loss that was the most they had given up this year and cutscene 41 points later yeah. That's a legit 41. Well, we've been waiting for this from the Crosslex offense for a couple of weeks now. Like I know at halftime against MLA City, they pulled everybody out. Or, and, and, or they and go. MLA City's okay, but that's, that's not but, a playoff team. But, like, uh, the, the 41 points, the all the passing yards and the, the rushing yards, like, this is what, you know, we, we kind of hype up that offense, and this is what we look for. And, and to do it against – Freeland, yes. Again, they they weren't out there doing this tonight against New Haven. They're doing it against Freeland. Um, uh, again, a little. I don't know. I don't know what to think about the thirty-four points. Freeland's a good team, and and they score. Uh, I, I, you know, the Pioneers. This is a big win for them, and this they, they is, got their mojo back. Yeah, this is a big confidence win now. Headed into the playoffs. you're kind of strutting again, and it's probably been a couple of weeks since they've been strutting. Yeah, you're showing up with – because what did we say on, I think it was Tuesday's show, 
play loose, bury the puck. Yep. They've been getting chances, and tonight uh, they, they, they scored. Well, and here's the thing. 33 passes tells me they just let Gavin Espinosa go out and say, go be a gunslinger. Go make plays. And he made plays. And Belly Grappi was there to compliment him as much as Belly Grappi could be the main, the main show. It, it feels like they played loose. They played having fun. And they weren't afraid to make mistakes where in the Almont game and in the North Branch game, they were afraid to make mistakes. Here, they just went out and said, we're going to go be dudes, we're good at football, and we're better than you at football. And they beat a Freeland team that I think a lot of people around the state go, huh, Crosslex team might not be that bad. So, that's a great win for them. It also sends a message to Freeland because there's a chance. There's a chance right. they're going to play again and I don't soon. Know, I don't know what the playoff implications are, are, but it might mean that they run it back maybe at Freeland. Maybe this flips it so they have to come back to the sugar plant. But how good is North Branch feeling right now that the week after they beat up Croslex, they go beat three rivers 50-13. to 13. This was the one game I was the most right about that I said they were going to kind of send three rivers packing. 50-13, to 13, North Branch sets a school record for points in a season. They average exactly 50 on the dot for the season, and they beat a, a three rivers team that I believe was 5-3 and three going into this game. So not a state championship team, but still a team playing for a playoff spot potentially in 50-13 to 13 later. Are you kidding me? Well, I'll, I'll make this pr- prediction, Brady. If they can average 50 points a game in the playoffs, they're going to win the state championship. That's <laughs> bold. <laughs> you want some stats for this game? Yes, please. All right. Um, with no surprise, uh, Ryan Henney had another big game for North Branch and this is a kid maybe we didn't get enough love to. Uh, 17 carries, a buck 37, two touchdowns. Lucas Shatman, 10 carries, a buck 14, three touchdowns. Aiden Swash, 18 carries, 103, and a touchdown. Will Damask only had to go six for 57, which is still crazy efficient. Yeah, but he only that's had almost six yards a carry. He threw th- for three for seven, 43 yards, and a touchdown. And that's the thing. If they needed Will Damasca to carry it 20 times, Will Damasca could carry it 20 times. But they have so much talent around him that they, they don't need to. By the way, Lucas Chapman caught the one touchdown pass, so that's four touchdowns on the day for Chapman. North Branch has to be feeling as good as anyone going into the postseason, and they are just on a roll, and these last two wins are wins against quality opponents that, hey, maybe you had some questions earlier in the year. I don't think you could have any questions about North Branch right now. No, they're, they're, they, well, they've been playing good football all along, but uh, they're playing good football against better quality opponents the second half of the season clear clearly the second half was their tougher half of the schedule and they did a good job besides the one slip up against Armada which that makes still don't understand that now especially with this week's result but yeah North Branch is looking really good and when you have a senior laden team and when you have a T that just is I mean it's a thing of beauty to watch. It's hell on us because we don't know who the hell has the ball, but it's, it's a great offense. And when you have 
four different options to, to carry the ball on any given play, defensive coordinators are banging their head on the chalkboard. Yeah, it, it's it's tough to defend, and, and the way they run it is a little bit different than the way everybody else runs it. Uh, and uh, they've got the right uh, formula. Here's the, uh, the, the score that really caught me off guard. Um, I thought not only Armada would win tonight, but I thought Armada would win in running time tonight. And I don't know what to make of Kersley 25, Armada 22. Uh, BWAC championship hangover, a program relatively new to success. Last year they took the step, hey, they looked ahead to, to Cross-Lex and they dropped that game to Almont. You felt maybe they should have won. And now this year maybe it's the first time they, they reached the mountaintop and they're learning how to handle success like this. I guess the good news is for Armada, besides costing you maybe a home game at some point, doesn't mean a whole lot. So better to have this game now than later. Uh, may, maybe this is the case, and I'll use this as an example. 2011 Port here on high, big red team. Maybe the best team that school's ever seen. Lost in a regional final by a point, right? Maybe could have went to Ford Field had they made that extra point. They lost, and they were 8-0 playing a Madison team, so a school much smaller than them in a lower MAC, and they lost Week 9, and maybe that's what they needed to refocus them going into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. And the other part of it is maybe Armada didn't play all their guys the whole game, looking ahead, knowing they've got a Week uh, 10. Uh, I guess if you're going to have this happen, have it happen in your regular season finale, and not next week. So I guess I'll ask you the same question, and it's funny how Armada and Marine City have kind of mirrored each other uh, going into the postseason when they could match up again. Do you, is this a game that sets off alarm bells, or do you just go, ah, oh, Armada, what the hell are you it, doing? It's, it's hard to tell because, again, we didn't see the game and we don't have any information on the game. So I don't know what Armada did uh, tonight. Uh, and maybe maybe Kersley came out and played the game of their lives. I don't know. I just know, looking at the records, I expected Armada to win this game rather easily tonight, and they lost by three. Yeah. That's all I that, know about that's it. That's the thing that hurts is Kersley's two and six, and it's, even if you're a four and four team, you go, okay, they played a great game, and I don't know. Maybe I'll just give them the benefit of the doubt because they had run a tough BWAC schedule, but hey, so did North Branch and Cross-Lex. They won their big non-conference games. Maybe it's just a point of, we, and we talked about it with Cardinal Mooney too, the maturation of a program, yeah. and you learn how to deal with success. And you know this, Dennis. Sometimes a coach can tell the team something. Don't look past this team. Don't look past this team. Don't look past this team till the cows come home. Yeah. But sometimes you have to learn the lesson the hard way. That's why sometimes when, when a little kid touches the stove, you can tell them it's hot all you want, <laughs> but when they touch it, they, you have to learn the hard yeah. way. The, the other thing is, like, we have stats for these other games. We know North Branch played their dudes tonight. We know Cross-Lex played their dudes tonight. And we know Marine City did a little bit of experimenting uh, in, in their game, and so that kind of explains to us those scores. I don't know what Armada did tonight. I don't know who played or who didn't play or, or how serious they were taking the game. I have a hard time thinking Kyle Raleigh doesn't take a game seriously. Right. But, you know, I, I don't know what the atmosphere here, and I don't know, you know, 
Armada, the the kids might have just been looking past this one, thinking and about next. Week. Like I said, sometimes the kids have to learn. You touch the stove, it's hot. Yeah. Like and hey, you still have another week next week. You're still playing a home playoff game that's actually going to be played at Armada this year. I I'm not going to panic yet. Because, well, yet, there's no time to panic if they lose the season's over. But I'm not going to go into the playoffs going, oh, Armada's done. They're not. I just think this is. Yeah, I'm not even going to remember the score when we start talking about the playoff matchups. I think this is the game that happened to Mooney in the playoffs that happened to Armada in Week 9. This is their Lutheran Northwest that everyone goes, what the hell just happened? But the good news for Armada is they have a next week. You know who else has a next week? I know I'm skipping around, but it's a good segue. The Yale Bulldogs. Big winning in for Yale. They came from Come back, behind man. to beat Lutheran North. They were down 21-7. They were down 28-24 with under five minutes to go. They score a touchdown. Lutheran North fumbles the kick. They run a trick play score, 38-28. Good night, Lutheran North. Welcome to the postseason, Yale. That's a big step for the program. That's a big step for uh, for Yale this year. And this is this is what we thought that they could do again. Uh, make improvements. The, going from where they are at the last few years to being a playoff team this year is a huge leap in the right direction for Yale. Uh, now your next step is – they haven't won a playoff game in a long time. They're going to get to play for one, and that's your next goal. That's the next thing you want to check off your list is let's end a long playoff losing streak. That is true because they what won their first playoff game ever against Armada, I think, and haven't they haven't won. I think they've lost thirteen straight since. So for Yale again. They'll probably get matched up with Armada or Marine City. And would it be amazing if they won that game? Absolutely. But getting these kids this experience, because again, we talk about it with Yale, they have the numbers, that's half the battle. And when you preach something, when, you, when you're trying to get guys excited, and we know Coach Grunman's excited. I mean, heck, go back and listen to our talk with him before the season started. He was, he was just revved up, ready to go. Sometimes when the kids see the result, you get the buy-in from maybe kids that are on the fence and maybe kids that aren't sure about playing football come out next year. And now you have this opportunity to – I mean, the excitement in at Yale High School this week should be fun. And I, ju- I just – I said on the picks I wanted this to happen, and it did, and I'm very happy for the Yale Bulldogs. It's a community that supports their teams and a community that deserves have to have fun in the postseason. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you make of Elmont? They lose to Goodrich 42-21. to This is actually kind of what I thought was going to happen in Goodrich this game. Goodrich is a pretty damn good team. Goodrich is, is, is really good, and you, and you had to go there. But how does it make you feel about Elmont Going into the postseason, and you know, I'm not and where, com- and, and I don't know. I, I'm just really quick look looking at potential matchups. It still looks like they might get a home game against a team that they should be able to handle. They probably will. Um, if they win this game, I'm going. Ward Collegiate should be worried about Almont. Millington and Foley should be worried about Almont. Now I'm not as confident. But they'll probably get a home game, and they will probably 
give a team hell. I mean, this is why Coach Lusby plays this schedule. Again, everyone in the BWAC was bigger than them. Marysville is bigger than them. Goodrich is bigger than them. Hamtramck is technically bigger than them, but that's them and MLA City are the only two teams that missed the playoffs by a lot that they played. This is why you play the schedule so that when you get to a Millington to when you get to a Warren Collegiate, hey, we've seen dudes like this before. This isn't something surprising. And Almont, I, I don't know. I'm not too worried. I would have rather them been a little more competitive. I think it was 21-21 at the half. So it's not like Goodrich raced out to a 41 to nothing lead and then let Almont just get a few garbage time touchdowns. Almont played with them for a while. I don't know. Maybe, again, maybe it's what I want to happen, but I am not too worried about Almont. They're not going to have to go worry about Goodrich. What I'm more worried about is one of our D4 teams potentially seeing Goodrich. Yeah. Um, I, 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 again, um, I, I think that uh, I'm not going to worry too much about this one for Almont going into the uh, the playoffs. Um, I think Almont will match up and show well against whoever they get. I do too. I, I tr- and that's a program that's been there before and knows how and it, to and, handle And, like, it. if Elmont survives the district, because I think the district will be tougher for them. Well, it depends when Durant yeah. shows up. Well, yeah, and it, it just depends on, on how they match everything else. But I'm, t- I'm, I'm looking at snooze to you right now, and they've got uh, Durant and Millington together, and they've got actually Elmont playing Pershing. They'll t- take care of that. Who would their district final be, collegiate or Foley? Foley collegiate winner. That's going to be a tough one. Who would the region be? Are they are they matched up the, with the, the region? The region then would be Duran-Millington. So Duran's probably the one I'm most scared about after the Marine City result. Uh, Richmond loses a tough one against Clintondale at the buzzer. Uh, second year in a row, Clintondale's kind of been the angel of death for one of our area teams. Yeah, the, they did it to Marysville last year, a little bit earlier in the uh, the season. Uh I'm I'm surprised by this score, to be quite honest. Like uh, we, we didn't pick this game this week, Brady. But if we would have, I would have picked Richmond. It would have been win. a sweep for Richmond. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this was kind of unexpected to me, and it and it sounds like too, it was one of those heartbreakers. It was. Um, I think Richmond and St. Clair, they were two teams that were down this year, but when they play Week One next year. They were both younger teams. Might be two teams that are both hoping for playoffs and maybe win a playoff game next year. Yeah, actually, it seems weird, but week one might be the game that gets one team in and has the other team chasing the rest of the year. Maybe it gives one team a home game and the other not. Like, I think Richmond and St. Clair, again, way too early, but are the early candidates for most improved next year. Because they're two, I mean, again, they're two programs that traditionally are good. And usually, I mean, you have the up-down flow, and both are down, and they're trending to hit up. But hoping to get Emily City on this list. Yes. They lose the Flint Southwestern 32-22, and you'd like to see Emily City get the win going into the postseason or or the offseason. They don't. It's a little disappointing. But I like to see what, with a solid eighth grade class, 
MLA City does with now Dave Brown in a full offseason. He gets a chance to get in the building, talk to the kids, talk to the kids at Dryden, and maybe get the numbers up a little bit. Yeah, and uh, offensively, they struggled all year, but these last two weeks, they started putting some points up uh, on the uh, the board, and that's encouraging to see. Yes, it is. So, I mean, it. it I'd be a lot like if they would have lost 32 to nothing tonight, I'd be like, oh, man, that's after last week. This is a big step back. 32-22, they were, they were competitive. It sounds like they were in the game. Yep, and Cardinal Mooney, um, if you're listening to this Saturday at 1.30, if you're listening to this early, tune in for the prep bowl against Bishop Foley. Go Mooney. I need uh, a win for a lot of reasons there. Yes, you do. <laughs> so anything else with the BWAC? Um uh, I just got a text, and they uh, cross Lex. They don't think that anyone's ever thrown for five touchdown passes at cross Lex before, which is uh, surprising. Act- actually surprising because I could give you a list of quarterbacks there that if I had to guess, one of them would have thrown five touchdown passes in a game. <laughs> so, I, and Grunman would be on that list. Yes, he would. So along with Guitar and Barrett and a few other guys. So that's. The BWAC. Townsend. Some good surprises. Yeah. <laughs> some good surprises, some bad surprises. And we'll start off segment three with something that's very much not surprising. I- I'm surprised. I'm surprised Reese scored. <laughs> Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 8700 for all your real estate needs. O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. 
We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton. Let's go to the thumb now where uh, Ubley beat Reese 69-6 to to complete a 9-0 regular season. 443-50 to was the point differential for Ubley through nine games. They have to be bored. You keep saying that. I, I think they've got to be really excited and are thinking that uh, this, is, this is the year. Let's, uh, let, let's make the big run. Let, let's finish the deal. I guess they're used to making the big run, but this year they're going, let's get to Ford Field and, and let's get our first state championship. They're clo- they have had two regular season games in the last two years within two scores. They haven't had a regular season game within a score since – they lost to Sandusky uh, back on October 2nd of 2020. Mm. Oh, please just friggin' dominant. Like, this run is stupid, Dennis. Their closest game this season, Brady, they won by 34. It happened twice. <laughs> what, the 42 to 8s? 41 7 and 42 to 8. They won those games by 34. Those are their closest games this season. And that's a bad axe team that finished 7 and 2. And excuse me, six and three, and a uh, Sandusky team that well didn't have a great record. But if they wanted to, they probably could have beat every team sixty to nothing. Yeah, uh, I uh, yeah, yeah. I I actually um, I wasn't sure tonight. Like I, I thought, oh, they'll do just enough to get it into running time against Reese. They it put easy, up a but... season high in points, Dennis. I know they're not one of the main teams we we cover. They're on the outer ring of our orbit. But I'm excited to whenever, hopefully, they, they meet up with Mooney in a regional final or a semifinal because I just want to see this Ubley team in person. I want to see what kind of team Ubley is because these scores are just ridiculous. 
And you remember they beat Harbor Beach 42 to nothing. And Harbor Beach went 8-1 and one in the regular season and did to the other eight teams what Upley did to everyone. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, Harbor Beach's next closest game was a 28-7 win over Bad Axe. They beat Vassar 51-12 to tonight. Harbor Beach looks like a really damn good team, and Ubley wiped the floor with them. Ubley's good. Ubley might be really, really Ubley's good. good. I'm telling you, they brought everybody back from a team that went to the semifinals last year, and that team brought about half the guys back from a team that went to the finals the year before. They couldn't be anything but good, and it, it's got to be Ford Field or Bust, or they've got to feel like they they didn't finish the deal. Is there, Dennis, in your time, have you seen a more dominant regular season? I mean, I, I'm sure if we look back, there's somebody somewhere that's done something like this. But this is the first time in a long time where it's just hands down every week. You knew they were going to win, and you knew they were going to win basically in I mean, Marine time. City last year for eight weeks was something similar. They beat Notre Dame Prep 21-10. So I guess that's – But that's the point. Like, Ubley hasn't had that game. Well, they haven't been challenged by right. anybody. That's yeah, exactly. And again, it's not like the GTC East and their West crossover was against nobody's. Like Bad Axe played a GTC West Championship game. Harbor Beach again went eight and one, and it's that, Cass City ended up being a pretty good team who played Beale City twenty seven fourteen, and Beale City is now undefeated. Yeah, and Beale City went to the finals last year. They're the team that knocked Ubley out in the semifinals. So, I, I just but have like, nothing else to uh, say Ubley about game, Ubley. Ubley games aren't over at halftime. Ubley games are over at the end of the first quarter most weeks. Seriously, like if like the the stations up there that cover Ubley more heavily than we do, they have to go, well, why are we going to do an Ubley game? It's going to be over 10 minutes in. Like, or they're I, having fun with it because, you know, when, when you get a really good team, it's kind of fun to watch them right. roll and smoke well, teams. They beat Marlette 57-16, and Marlette got another win to finish with a winning record. They beat Waterford Our Lady of the Lakes 42-14. Now, is this going to get Marlette in? I think so. I believe it does. Okay. Because uh, that that was the, the other question. You're going to get Ubley, Beach, Cass City's going to make it. Marlette's going to make it. Is Cass City going to make it? I think Cass City's going to make it. Cass City finished 5-4, and four and I'd have to look. Are they D7? I know they're on the border. I, I think they're D7. I, I, and let me, let I, me and look I, it up. I think they're going to make it, um, and and that would put four teams in that well, league if, if, in the playoffs, which kind of makes what Ubley's doing even a little bit more impressive. Well, if Cass City's D8, there, there you go, Mooney. <laughs> That's a district that you don't have don't, to worry I, I about. I think Cassidy's seven. Um, quick check. It looks like Cassidy is D7. Ah, they were D8 last year because Marlette beat them last year. But I think they're seven this well, year, and I th they, they were in going into this week, I think. Yeah, and even if they lost, they got the point. So Cassidy will be playing in the postseason, Sandusky finishes off the year pretty nicely—a forty-four to 10, twenty, excuse me, win over Unionville Seabwing. Win their last two games. 
You're feeling good going into the postseason. Yeah, um, off season, uh, off season for them. But uh, yeah, after a, a one and six start to finish three and six, and really they, they kind of handled their last two opponents in the crossovers, uh, and they handled uh, Memphis uh, in a head-to-head game there. So um, Sandusky trying to to get back. I think next year they'll have a name. I th- might sound stupid, but it gives you an identity. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like like you, you just played a year without a name. Right. You're just Sandusky right now. Um, but uh, they, they finished strong, and I think that's important headed to next year. Memphis limped to the finish line, a 38-6 loss uh, to Melvindale Tech. Here's one that you don't see too often. Dennis, have you ever broadcasted a game that's had four overtimes? Oh, I have to think about this. I've definitely done double overtime. I don't know that I've gotten to four overtimes. Well, Deckerville and Peck did. It was 32-32 at the end of regulation, and Deckerville wins 62-60. to We don't have stats from this game, but if Caleb Lettner, probably close to the state rush, excuse me, state record, Deckerville's in the postseason. Peck probably has to go on the road, but... That's everything you can ask for and more in a rivalry game. Oh, absolutely. The, this is actually kind of what I expected. I don't know that I expected 62 to 60. Or but four overtimes. When you go to four overtimes, that's going to happen. But I, I kind of thought that uh, Lettner would get his yards and Deckerville would get the win they needed to get into the postseason. And that's a huge win for Deckerville. And maybe they're a little pesky in the postseason because as we've documented now, once we – once well, I'll give you credit. Once you looked over their schedule – they didn't lose to nobody. So. Yeah, no, I think everybody looked at that. They kind of said, oh, Deckerville's got three losses this year. They're no good. Uh, they lost to three really good football teams, and they're a, they're a dangerous team. They might not be the state power that they were a couple years ago, but they're still a team that if if you don't take them seriously, they're a good football team. So, De- so Brown City beats Peck. Or beats Peck, Jesus. Beat K-Pack. Uh, beats K-Pack. Well, they beat Peck at the start. They did to go eight and one, and it's their first eight-win regular season since 1997. And and they put another 60 points up tonight. And they have to be the poster child for the the switch to eight man. A 60 to six win over K-Pack and Brown City. I know they lost to Martin bad, but. They're looking as dangerous as anyone yeah. in eight man. Mar- Martin is, I think, everybody's favorite to win a title. They did lose a game, however. It was to North Point Christian, who's too big yeah. to go in the playoffs. North Point Christian would win a title if they let him play in the playoffs. Right. So, hey, who knows? Brown City's just dominating outside of one game, and they haven't had an easy schedule. They haven't had a short travel. And you know what? Brown City needs to – we do it every week, but we just really need to make sure we commend them because they made the switch. And, one, I think this proves how tough the GTC East is. Yeah. Because even if they stay 11-man, maybe they end up with a winning record. But in 8-man, those three spots make a big difference, and now they're going into the playoffs. And when's the last time we've talked about Brown City and possibly state title? Yeah, and and the, again, they're they're going to be a dangerous team. They're a team that I wouldn't want to play uh, again. Too, it's only four wins in eight man, 
but the other thing about it is is only the good teams get in. There there aren't going to be any sleepers. There aren't going to be any cupcake games. It's four tough wins to get a championship. Yes, it is. Uh, finishing up, Kingston beat CPS 36 nothing, and Merritt plays Oakland Christian tomorrow at uh, 1. Anything else on the show? Uh, Sunday, oh, by the way, uh, I will be up in Cross-Lex with the Pioneers for the selection show. Last year, Dennis and I were at Port Huron Northern. This year, I'll be riding solo in Pioneer country, but... That should be a fun one, especially after tonight's result. I'm going to stay home, and it, it's been a difficult week. I'm not going to get into it. but uh, And you have some chores I, to do. I, I've got a lot of stuff uh, going on uh, personally, so I'm going to take Sunday off, uh, and, and Brady can text me every five seconds about who made the playoffs and who they're playing. Exactly. And, and get all excited and start the hype early. Oh, of course. <laughs> the hype's starting right now. Brady is our hype guy, and I'm our wait-and-see guy. Uh, and I'm through nine weeks, and I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So another fun week. Um, and all of you seem to really enjoy Dave Taddy. Uh, I enjoy Dave Taddy. Yes. I, I, I wish he'd come in all the time. If we got a port here and a high port here on Northern Rematch, love to have uh, Sergeant Taddy in, Tat Nasty, whichever Taddy he wants to be. I don't know if the world's ready for <laughs> Tat Nasty on the open airwaves. I've seen Tat Nasty. Sergeant Taddy's a good level to be at on the air. <laughs> or Coach Taddy, whatever the uh, the case may be. But, uh, I mean, come on. He knows his stuff, uh, and then he delivers it with personality. And he's, and he's and passionate possess. about it. Yes. And he can't. He can't. And he, and he clearly gave the pioneers a great uh, speech because they were ready. And he gave the big reds a great speech because they were ready. Yep. So anything else? That's all I've got uh, for now. All right, Mooney, uh, Bishop Foley, Prep Bowl one thirty. Listen in on that. Yeah, th- that should be a good one. And go Mooney, go Cardinals. I'll end the show on that note. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.